Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul, and it's the 29th day of November. We are continuing our journey here in Advent season, and it's the third day of the Advent season. So we're going to go back into the prophetic book of Isaiah. We're going to find yet another passage that talks about the coming of the Lord Jesus. Before I do that today, I want to go ahead and tell you that tomorrow is supposed to be the essay edition for the last four or five years, we have not missed the final day of the month with essay edition. However, this time we're going to because I want to keep going with Advent and I don't, I don't want to break it up and miss a day of Advent season. I want to celebrate this season with you every single day up till Christmas. And so what we're going to do is put the essay edition for November off until the 30th day of December. So we will do the essay for November on December 30th and the essay for December on December 31st. So back-to-back essays, and um, it'll make sense. Uh, they go together, and so you'll, you'll understand why as we get closer. But I'm just letting you know now, a month uh, from now, we will put tomorrow's essay edition up. And then for the future, they'll always be available in sequential order. They just didn't actually air in sequence on the DDP. Okay, enough of that. Third day of Advent, we go to another famous passage from the Isaiah prophetic language of Isaiah chapter 11. This is the reign of Jesse's offspring. For those who might not remember Jesse, Jesse is the earthly father of King David. And so when you hear son of Jesse, you're hearing David. When you hear the phrase stem of Jesse, or stock, um, or trunk, or offshoot, you're hearing um, allegorical, metaphoric language for that which grows out of something else. And so when you think David then, when you think root of Jesse, you don't have to think King David. You think something that looks like David. Something, something that has Davidic quality. And we know that Jesus is referred to as the son of David. Now, part of the reason for that is because Jesus is in the genealogical lineage of David, and therefore he's a son of David in the way that you are a son of your great-great-great-great-grandfather. You're not his literal son, but you belong in his lineage, therefore you are a son of, and then you can insert great-great-grandfather's name. Jesus, as a son of David, is in the natural line. But he's also son of David in that he is anointed. He is a new king. He's a David 2.0 in that he does everything David does, but he does it better. And you can walk through the David stories and see Jesus as a superior version. You might wonder why I'm bringing all that up, because, well, the first and the last verse of today's reading He's going to bring up Jesse. Let's get to the text. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. 
He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. In this Advent season, we can see Jesus in this prophecy, not only as the rod or the stem of Jesse, but in verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Jesus quotes part of that terminology from Isaiah 66 in his own ministry, that the Spirit of the Lord rests upon him. And for your own Bible study, jot down Revelation 5.5 and take a look at the things that surround Jesus in heaven. And you'll find that they match some of the things from Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And most certainly the writer of Revelation knows Isaiah 11 and is putting them in there on purpose. But he doesn't stop there because he has a sword coming out of Jesus' mouth at the end of the book of Revelation. And in Isaiah 11, 4, whoever this man is is going to strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and the breath of his lips will slay the wicked which means he hasn't come as a violent warrior king, but whatever comes out of his mouth slays whatever you bring before him. Nothing can stand at the word that comes out of his mouth. And the end result of such a victory will be that the wolf lies down with the lamb and the leopard with the goat and the calf with the lion. And they're all so tame that a child could lead them. A cow and a bear would graze together. A lion would eat straw. A child can play on a cobra's nest. There's not a Hebrew translator that thinks this is a literal rendering of sort of Pacific, uh, these Pacific carnivores who become herbivores with all their big long fang teeth and they don't no longer need to use them because now they're... No, what they do believe, and I tend to agree is not a transformation of the order of nature, but an, an image of an ideal state when violence comes to an end. If nothing else, when violence comes to an end within the very people who have been struck by the rod of his mouth. I think it's why it follows that passage. As he strikes you with the rod of his mouth, the wolf lies down with the lamb inside of you. The part of you that is at war finally makes peace with the part of you that it's been fighting against. This is what we're hoping, hoping for in this hope week of Advent. That all of that internal frustration will find its peace in the man for whom the sword comes out of his mouth. More tomorrow. God bless.